The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Quirky Dog Podcast, inspired by some of the quirkiest dogs you can ever imagine and the owners who love them. This podcast is brought to you by the quirky couple themselves, Scott and Jess Williams. Their aim is to educate and entertain. Here's Scott and Jess. We're back. How are you guys doing? What are you doing with that? You can't squeak a banana. Uh, you know, it's been so long since I've been here. I got, uh, I'm getting cold feet. Yeah, he got a little nervous on the way here. He goes, kind of like we're going back for the first time all over again. Okay, I didn't even organize my counter because we've been talking and we bought a box of cigars. Oh, my gosh. All right, you guys Jess's have to go. voice has not changed uh, one bit. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Uh, we got to oh, do our plug. I'm demasking. You guys got to go to twoguyscigar.com, buy online, support our dear friend over here, Dave Garofalo, at Two Guys Cigar Shop. We just bought a box of cigars. Mild, yet rich. <laughs> Scott, of course, came up smoking it. I thought we were just buying one to take it home. Today, we are going to do, um, talking about... Critters in spring and summer, fleas, ticks, mosquitoes, all this crap that affects our dogs and uh, what you guys can do to help your dogs stay safe. But first, we're going to start with the quirky tip of the day. You want to be our pig guy? Good. Perfect. So um, the quirky tip is in relation to all of this. And the bottom line, I know you don't know. That's why I'm doing it. The bottom line is uh, prevention is better than treatment, guys. So you're going to hear a lot from your vets. You're going to hear some different stuff from us. You're going to hear from friends and everything or, else about how to do this. But the treatment is a pain in the butt. Preventing is the best way to go. Yeah. But with coronavirus, the treatment may be worse than the cure. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Right. So prevention is key there, too. How have you guys been doing? We're so excited uh, to be back. We have been... What have we been doing? I've been uh, doing a lot a, of puzzles. A lot of sex. <laughs> a lot of sex, boy. I'm getting better. <laughs> Take a, Boxers I'm a off. Slow, I'm a slow learner. Boxers off. He's joking. There hasn't been that much sex, but there not have been a lot of puzzles. Tell him about my puzzles. Unfortunately, she's she's correct. Jimmy sleeps in the bed every night, so yeah. we got to put Jimmy yeah, away. Yeah, we've done um, six puzzles. Yeah, well, I've done the majority we, of them. I only the lost puzzles. one piece out of six puzzles. Yeah, we did. And now I'm thinking about maybe rebuying that puzzle just to get the missing piece. Um, it's screwy in my head. I'm hoping it shows up. I even took out the Dysons. I took out all the hair and put it on the ground to look through to see if the piece was in there before I threw out the vacuum stuff, but no such mm. luck. What else do we do? We watch Adam Ezra. That's um, one of our favorite local bands, Adam Ezra Group. He goes on live on Facebook every day at 7 o'clock Eastern time. He has a gathering series. Well, I can tell you, I started out strong with the fitness. We were going to the gym. They shut the gym down. I started running every day, taking care of myself, uh, trying to stay positive. And I've gained about 10 pounds in the past <laughs> week, uh, well, past he month. Pulled, he pulled a calf muscle, but he, he's still staying positive, but the fitness is so How does so. that affect my uh, eating disorder? Our gym, yeah, that's your own thing. Our pasta. gym is supposed to open up June 1st, though. So we'll see. Um, in Maine, things are a little bit better than somewhere else in the world, but we're thinking of you guys. We know that this is a hard time for families and people who are quarantining alone, and even the animals sometimes are having stress from it. So we're there with you, but we're excited to be back um, in studio that, here one today. One thing I've been doing that's been very therapeutic is I got my little cannabis uh, plants growing. Oh, yeah. He is very growing. Very excited. He going to grow growing. outdoors this year. He is going to do some growing outdoors. So I'm in and out, in and out, taking my little plants out, letting them get some sun. And all of a sudden, the snow comes. I run back in the house. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> he's so funny. And the other day, I got to tell you guys, this is a bad one. Her freaking dog started eating my plants. <laughs> 
So my dog. They're just starting to flourish. She loves, I come out. She is like a goat, right? Like she sees leaves and she grabs stuff. So Scott said the other day it was nice. It was the day after it snowed. And he goes, hey, let's take the dogs for a walk. So I take her out and she runs over to one of the weed plants and she yanks at it. And I was like, ah! I yelled. And, and Scott brings the plant in later that day. And he goes, you know, I don't know about keeping them in that place because there's some bugs there. And it must have been some really big bugs. And I'm worried about it. And I was like, oh my God. So then the next day I had to fess up and I said, hey, if this ends in divorce, I still got to tell you, but vitalate your plant. So that's what we've been doing. Could have gone either way. Yeah. And we've been meditating too, but we've been doing that before COVID. That's just kind of. We've been meditating so much. I'm not sure if it really does anything or not. (laughs) Every day, every day in the morning for half an hour, we sit quiet. It's good for you. Sitting quiet is good for you. Take on some of those behaviors that those aesthetics, what do you call them? Aesthetics? Like you go out just in your underwear in the freezing cold and beat yourself like Wim with Hoff? a stick. I don't think that's called ascetics. Wim does a, a, a variation on that. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll start These with the, the people cold. that go off in a cave. Let's and start they... with the cold bath first. Okay. All right. So critters in the spring oh, and what, the summer. What is this podcast about anyway? What it's about ticks and fleas and mosquitoes and all the yucky crap. So now is the time of year, guys. Uh, if you stopped using heartworm preventative over the cooler months, um, I do that because I'm crazy and I don't like to poison the dogs necessarily if I don't have to. Uh, you're going to see ticks. If you are in New England, Oh my gosh, this is like tick capital of the world, I feel like. Um, But it happens everywhere in the country. But since I moved out to Mass from, you know, the Midwest and Colorado and stuff, ticks have become a way bigger part of my life. We both had ticks already this year. Yeah, I had one right on my nipple. Can I tell did. you about that? He did. He did. And then I pull it out and he acts like, oh, you left the, the head in and I'm going to get an infection. He's a big baby about it. Um, but, you know, we, I, I don't know what the normal protocol is for people. We get them and we just pull them out and make sure we get most of it. And it's kind of red and scabs and we make sure we don't get the rings. I but got a big bullseye on my yeah, chest just and hope, she says, go back to sleep. We just don't hope for the best. It. So we You're pull them off ourselves, but it bothers us more with the dogs and everything else. And to be honest, yeah. there's no right way yeah. to approach any of this stuff. Um, we're going to tell you some different options you can have and some things that we do personally, but really yeah. we, it's funny, we got here and they're doing um, a renovation upstairs for a podcast school and a cigar school and everything else. And there's a woman here <laughs> painting from Australia and she happened to have a dog here. And I asked her, I said, what do you do for prevention? Cause everyone does something different. And she uh, happens to use next guard for stuff and everything else. But a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about here is a little more holistic than you might be um, used to seeing. So it might give you some more none things of it, to mess None with. of it actually works. Oh, it's very expensive up. and it requires multiple <sighs> applications daily. He is, he is such a pain in the butt. So, all right, this first <laughs> thing that I want to talk about, um, yeah. we like this a lot. It's called Wonderside. And this, I think they were on a uh, shark tank. No. Never heard of them before. (laughs) (laughs) It is like the first time all over again. Apparently they were, but we didn't see the episode. Yeah, but I think you can find them on Shark Tank. So this bottle is quite greasy now that I'm holding it. Um, So this is a spray that you can put directly on the animals. This one is uh, rosemary, I think. Um, Where does it say what it is? There's like rosemary, peppermint, and lemongrass. I think this is rosemary. Yeah, this is the rosemary. So I like this. It smells uh, the least, like, I don't like the dog smelling like peppermint and lemon and everything else. But basically, this is a good thing to spray on uh, before you're, like, going to go hiking or something else. Uh, I have had a decent amount of success with this. You put it all over. You're going to put it on the pig? Huh. Good thinking. Uh, you ha- we've had it uh, many years now. And for the most part, I would say if we don't spray the dogs with it, we'll get few- a few more ticks than if we did. Uh, I also got this this year because before we used to have gravel, like, at our old house at our facility we've always had gravel and now we have a grass yard so i don't yeah. want to put a lot of chemicals on the grass and kill the grass so i got the wonder side uh, yard and garden so i can just put that on the hose it's safe for the grass 
And I've been spraying that also. It helps freshen up the yard. And then also hopefully it helps a little bit with bug protection. If you have more than one dog, you need to do something to disinfect you. If you have a dog yard for pottying, you should disinfect it. That's for sure. Well, and the Wonderside necessarily isn't disinfecting it, but it's helping with the smell. And I can't, there's no reason that we need like a kennel disinfectant anymore. It's just our dogs and our yard for a change, which is brilliant. Yeah. I but misspoke. I misspoke. I wasn't thinking. I think the cigar is going to your head. You're you getting affectionate. Want, you don't want that dry, hot urine smell when you're out there barbecuing. <laughs> that's, it that's, just, that's the bottom or line. Or if you were going to make a pizza, if you had a pizza oven in your Oh, in your could backyard, you imagine how great that I'm would be? I'm waiting for an invitation. <laughs> so one thing that you do want to consider is just something to spray on the dogs and spray in the yard outside of what you can actually be giving the dogs orally and applying to the dogs and everything else. Um, so Wonderside has been around. It's like good <clears> with <throat> flea or with uh, kids, everything. It was developed. So there's no chemicals. It's really safe and everything else. I mean, I wouldn't put it in your dog's water. And supposedly this one, just because of the concentration, you're only supposed to do through a hose. You're not supposed to actually put it on the actual dogs, but whatever. So three different flavors. I like the rosemary. There may be more than three. However, I will tell you as a side note, we had a bee issue in our commercial facility the last few years, and I had the peppermint one, and I sprayed the peppermint all over the yards, and it got the bees away. Yeah. I guess bees don't like peppermint, so yeah. that's a good side note. It attracts wasps, but it gets the bees. <laughs> <laughs> all right. My next holistic um, thing, which uh, we just started this year, my good friend got me this. It's from springtime. It's a bit controversial. And this, this is stinky. If you're Italian, you probably won't even yeah. need this <laughs> You can product. bring this to your pizza oven. So uh, this is springtime bug off garlic. So yes, guys, garlic is not safe for dogs. You should not be giving your dogs cloves of garlic and everything else. Administered in small amounts, however, it does deter bugs. So this one specifically says um, that it helps deter biting insects. So that's pretty much everything. That's I have like been... you said biting insects. <laughs> okay, enough. No, uh, okay. This, this new cigar that he got, is anyway, something going on with this. He's I, got I, this pheromones going. I gave my going. dog Jimmy this. He has terrible breath, <laughs> and he still gets ticks all over. No. Okay, Jimmy has had one tick in the last, I'd say, week, and but before very, that he was getting at least... He's dog. But he's got a lot of uh, hair. He was probably getting three to five a week. So since I've been using this, um, I've been really happy. Uh, I've been giving this to the Border Collies, and I just put a scoop of it on their food. You're supposed to work up to the dosage, so the scoop isn't that big. But it legit smells like garlic. Um, so I don't know. I, it yeah. is a dog product. It's safe um, in use of pregnant animals or animals. And you, you probably breeding. could use it as a seasoning. Well, potentially. You try it first. I have a garlic allergy. It so this like is my other. The... This is my other super woo-woo homeopathic uh, springtime bugs off garlic. So when I originally moved here, I got alcohol for cleaning. This isn't for anything to do with ticks and mosquitoes and everything. When I originally moved here, I did all this research about making my own like essential oil blends. And I actually still have these because they smell so bad that I don't put them in the diffusers. So it was like neem oil, lemongrass, cedarwood, eucalyptus. I made all these blends. The dogs smelled terrible. They were still getting ticks. I, I don't like the smell of them. So I didn't go that route. However, there's this uh, rose geranium type of thing. This is the one that smells like the old lady. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I tell you, I've had good success with this. So it's the like rose geranium and then Extra, the this label actually fell off. Flashbacks of your Aunt Bertha from the early 60s. <laughs> yeah, like the apothecary style. But uh, this stuff, it does smell a little bit like an old lady, but I have had good uh, results with this oil. However, Scott doesn't like me putting it on his dogs because they come back and it smells like grandma's laying with you. So um, this rose geranium. Some people might like that. <laughs> <laughs> this rose geranium um, with... I don't know. It, it's an actual like herbal blend, not just the baseline thing that you can get on Amazon. It has a big long name after it. I would recommend that one also. Now, <clears throat> all this stuff being said, 
you know, we use the um, the harsh stuff. Uh, what, give me an example. Exactly. I, example. I couldn't wait for him what's to describe what we actually do with our dogs. You put the stuff on the back. The dr- we do not use advantage. that, and we have not used no. that for um, five years. I was going to say, we used to use it. We only the use front still line. had ticks on them. We only use Frontline Plus. We never use Advantage. Yeah. And, um, uh, and that wasn't helping either. So it's like, well, why poison thing. your dogs? At least you can apply this stuff. You're not going to hurt your dog. You know? That's the thing. That's the hardcore poisons. And not that it isn't worth it if it works well for your dog. The problem with some of those things, more so sometimes with Border Collies, with Advantix rather than Frontline Plus, is dogs have a severe reaction. Okay? So we're jumping ahead a little bit here, but that's how we like oh, to do podcasts. I wasn't following any kind know, of a format. I, I know. Wasn't... Trust me. Um, so <clears throat> the thing about that is you put on Advantix... I'm not trying to scare people. People use it safely all the time. You can do your own Google research. Some dogs, um, again, more so with Advantix than Frontline, unfortunately, I don't know why that is, will have a severe reaction like a seizure. So people freak out and they think, oh my God, the stuff that I just put on them topically is a problem. So they put water on that. Not good because the water now is making it spread way quicker and making it go everywhere way quicker. You put it on the back of the neck and it's making it harder on the system. So if that's gonna happen, one, of course, you're gonna get on the phone, call your vet, call your emergency vet, something else. You also wanna dry that, dab it, okay? Do not put water on, that's your natural reaction. Oh my God, I have to dilute that. Worst possible thing you can do. And you wanna be really careful with the dosage of those, that if it's a 25 pound dog, don't freaking pull out the 70 pound container and think, oh, I'll do a little bit on this dog, little bit on this dog. So it's not that we're completely anti those things. We used to use Frontline before, and for the most part, it just cost a pretty penny, and it wasn't working as well as we had hoped. But be conscious of those things um, if you're going to use them and administer them. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm the type of person, if, if a little bit works good... Put a lot. Yeah, Next exactly. thing you know, you get your yeah. dog flopping around on the ground. So um, we've had better results with the herbal stuff as far as it goes for ticks specifically. Now, I am like a huge minimalist um, when it comes to giving the dogs vaccines and poisons and everything else. I'm crazy. I have to do snap tests, which is a blood test that we'll talk about later, on all the dogs in the spring because I don't give them the poison over the winter because... It's cold. The year we took Jimmy to St. John on vacation, I kept giving him heartworm the whole way through because it was going to be warm and there's mosquitoes and everything else. Otherwise, I don't do it. So I run snap tests on all the dogs to make sure they're safe. However, really weird thing is I've done Lyme vaccines on all four of our young dogs um, every year. I just did snaps. I didn't have them stay at the vet for Lyme. And they've been Lyme negative every single year I've done a Lyme vaccine. I don't know if that's just pure luck. Some of them have tested positive for anaplasmosis. I'm not really sure there. There's different science, different feelings about Lyme vaccines and everything else. But just as a side note, that's kind of where I get crazy is that I've vaccinated all the dogs yearly. Um, And Sink now just turned nine. She's gotten one every year and she's never come up positive for Lyme. So the thing about... But there are other tick-borne illnesses. Yeah, anaplasmosis and everything else. So the thing about um, the Lyme specifically and the Lyme, the tick-borne illness diseases, is they can have a lot of bad side effects. And you really want to, that's why we're talking the preventative is so much better than treatment because heartworm treatment, um, Lyme, uh, tick-borne illness treatment, everything else, it's expensive and it can be really taxing on the dog um, when they have those symptoms. The last thing I want to talk about before we head to break here is those collars, the Soresto collars. You've been talking about, about those. We're just getting warmed up. Honey, break. we got 15 minutes in. We got to get to break. We got to get you all. I got to have a little okay. pep talk with Scott, get them all reeled back in. Um, so we've been talking about the Soresto collars. You wanted to put one on Jimmy. 
I wanted to put them on myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wants, go for a walk with the dogs. I he wants to put the stuff on his ankles. He's crazy. Uh, although he could spray the wonder side, but God forbid he smells girly. So uh, the Soresto collars, for the most part, I think people have a decent amount of success with. I love Soresto collars. You can get them yourself at Petco. The thing we like about them is if the dog's having an issue for some reason, you just take it off. And one thing that concerned me early on was, well, what if the dogs are playing with each other and they like, you know. Start chewing on it. Yeah, they start chewing on it and everything else. And my vet reassured me, and I really have a lot of uh, respect for my vet, that pretty much the only way that those can be an issue is if the dog eats everything and swallows it. And then now you're looking at like an obstruction. It's safe in the sense that it is helping keep ticks and stuff away from the dog's coat when it's on the dog, but it's not something where if there's another dog that's playing and near it, it's going to necessarily put poison into their system. Why don't we have a collar with us so we could show Because we didn't even purchase one and we don't go into stores going, unnecessarily. This I'm is buying, our first public appearance in a long time. No, we were talking I'm about so trying one with Jimmy. I'm so excited to be out of the damn house. <laughs> oh my I mean, God. this is like, I feel like I'm at a carnival or something. <laughs> you know, I got, <laughs> you're a little bit acting like you're at a carnival. Um, I got to tell you though, for somebody that's a big introvert and acts like he likes isolation this whole quarantine thing has proved that scott is very social oh my god he's uh, going on facebook and posting I have, videos I have a hard time shaking you during the day <laughs> <laughs> all right guys we're gonna go to break when we get back from break we're doing the quirky question of the day we're excited about that oh i like this sound does your dog seem anxious Would you like your dog to relax? Do you want to feel more in control? Would you like your dog to cooperate? HowToCalmYourCanine.com That's HowToCalmYourCanine.com A new, we got a new right, segment. We're, we're excited. New segment. I've been trying to push this segment for months. <laughs> Finally, it took a goddamn national emergency. <laughs> pandemic. pandemic. Emergency. Quirky question of the day. Do this pig. <laughs> Jerry from Tennessee said, how can I prevent my dog from barking at visitors? Very simple. Do not have anyone come to your home. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to the pandemic times. Um, well, you give a few suggestions, and then I'll give a few, and we'll go back to bugs. Well, um, I would be proactive in the sense, and this is what we tend to do with our dogs. If someone's going to come over to the house and we know they're coming, uh, I will put my dog in a crate before they get there so that they're not crazy and disruptive. Uh, if you don't crate your dog, um, you could let them drag about a three-foot uh, drag line behind them, a leash, so that when they go running to the door, when the when the doorbell rings, you can pick up that leash and you can diffuse the situation and move them away is another way of doing it. If certain times of the day your mailman comes predictably between... Well, that's not a visitor. Un- well, it's someone coming to the house that's going to get your dog to bark. Yeah. Um, you know, I would prepare. I'd get the dog busy doing something. Or you could use some music. We, quite often at our house, we will have... Um, music playing where the dog is so that they just don't hear a lot of activity. 
outside of the room that they're in. Yeah, a little noise diffusion. We got a, a music box upstairs. Of course, we can always upstairs. go with a bark collar, and that'll eliminate everything right away. But then Jess would start crying. <laughs> if we put a bark collar on her dog, which I did because her dog is so goddamn disruptive. I did break down She said, okay, you handle quarantine. it. I put the collar on the dog. Everything was perfect. She goes, oh, she's not happy like that. <laughs> I said, okay, take the collar off, we get the barking and all this crap. It got better. Her barking got better. It did until we... Uh... <laughs> another thing you could do is um, put the dog in another room because the thing is that initial excitement of knock, knock, knock or doorbell ring is when the dog is going crazy. The adrenaline's going, everything's bad. <clears throat> you're in the moment. If the dog's in another room, you have a guest come and you let the dog out five minutes later, likely their behavior is going to be a bit diffused. So there's yeah. a few different ways to approach that. But the bottom line is have a freaking plan because the plan of, oh, the doorbell rings, my dog goes crazy, I pull my dog away, normally turns into a bite. And it just is something you don't want to keep rehearsing. It doesn't normally turn into a bite. It could. Potentially it, it could. could. It and could. it's funny, the people whose dogs don't bark, they say to us, uh, my dog doesn't bark. I want my dog to bark when people come around the house to let me know that someone's there. And the dogs that bark, everyone's like, oh, the dog's driving me freaking crazy. Barks all the time. I can't shut the dog up. Well, and the bottom line is what we always say. A dog is always going to bark when someone is like coming into your house. Like that territorial barking, you're not going to train it out of them. You're just not allowing the reps to increase and enhance and everything else. just want to let them know, thank you. We know someone's here. Go lay yeah, down. You want to be able to tell the dog, shut up. It's enough. I got it handled. Thank you. Um, all right. So we talked a lot about, uh, flea and tick kind of stuff here. Um, more tick I'm thinking than anything else, but some fleas, some other bugs. And, uh, I want to talk a little bit more about some heartworm stuff, um, and the snap test and everything else that I talked about. So again, I'm woo woo dog owner girl. I try to be as, um, benign if that's the Organic best way. Organic as possible. Yeah, I try to be, I try to have the less poison, uh, as possible for all the dogs. So I asked all my Eastern gurus who used to be DVMs, so not just crazy people, you know, what about heartworm? They now treat, live in India with their shut dogs. Up. Do you treat for heartworm or not? And um, they said yes, 100%. The benefits of treating and preventing so outweigh the costs, whereas maybe they wouldn't use Frontline or Advantix, but they definitely are treating for heartworm. The caveat would be if you live in a, a uh, climate where yeah. you don't need to treat Sometimes for it's garbage. not a thing. It wasn't a thing in California. Yeah, like if you don't have mosquitoes uh, in a desert uh, you don't need to treat for heart guard because dogs are not getting heartworm through the transmission through mosquitoes because you don't have mosquitoes. Yeah, but when he traveled to Texas to compete <clears> or something, <throat> he would give it. Is that where you traveled? We had to give it or Florida? Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Vegas, I don't think Vegas has a problem with it. But if you live in a place where you're going to have an issue with heartworm, you should be using some sort of preventative. Now, um, I don't use it on the older dogs, depending on the breed and everything else. If it's a bigger dog that has a life expectancy of like 13, maybe I'll cut it off at 10 our border collies, maybe I'll cut it off closer to 12. Our older border collies seem quite young right now. It's hard to think of them as old, but I will not give it as they get into their really senior years. For me, the benefits of not giving it outweigh the potential for them to get it. However, we feed raw to our dogs, and some lady at a pickup one time was like, oh, my dog has heartworm. I wasn't treating for it, so I got to feed a lot of heart now because the <clears throat> more herbalistic, organic way of approaching that is if you're having trouble with the liver, feed the liver. If you're having trouble with the heart, feed heart. So to me, it's like, well, why don't you just freaking give the dog a little preventative because now your dog has heartworm and you have a big issue. So heartworm treatment um, is expensive, is scary, and it's hard on the dog. So I personally like Sentinel. I used to be an interceptor girl. Um, and then when that went off the market for a bit, Sentinel was the closest thing. Sentinel treats for heartworms um, and fleas. Uh, we don't have a big flea problem, but we can talk about fleas in a sec. Um, can I interrupt you just for yeah, a second? Yeah, go for it, love. Uh, this reminded me of a lot of people that get rescues that are supposedly have been screened for all this stuff. Good one. You might want to get a snap test on a brand mm -hmm. new rescue that you bring into your house. Because I, I have clients that have got dogs that have come with uh, heartworm. 
Yes, and the problem <clears throat> with all of this, and why I mentioned the snap all, test all before. Goddamn wet. Eh? Okay, just hold it and Jeez. finish it then. Um, for the problem with she can't smoke a joint either. It's all the whole thing's wet. <laughs> really, is, really is true. I really she have says, a problem. That doesn't work. I just feel like I look cool. All right. So the thing about this, um, the ivermectin was going to be maybe a concern with coronavirus. So I don't know. They're Why? talking about because they were at one point getting woo woo like, oh, we're going to use ivermectin to help treat. I know that you have your own feelings on no, that. No, I don't know. What does that have to do with coronavirus? Because they were talking about that being a potential treatment and how there'd be a shortage for and all people? these things. Yes, wow. I, we already have had the same conversation. So I'm sure it was just one when of those you get Facebook to a stories. Age, every day is brand new. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was just one of those Facebook stories. Um, but I stocked up and did 1-800 pet med. So my Sentinel, um, I got it all set for the year. And um, the medium size comes in yellow. The little size comes like uh, I don't know if it's the smallest, smallest size green. And then the big size is white. So depending on the dog's weight. You're going to give different colors, and you give that monthly. Now, we talked about before that I get snap tests done. That's because I'm not giving this throughout the winter when we don't have mosquitoes. We live in Maine. You're not going to get a mosquito in January in Maine. We did have a 70-degree day this year, but that was unusual. That was a so, cigar day. <laughs> every day is a cigar day with Scott now that we're podcasters. Um, so the bottom line with that is get your snap test. You need a prescription for this stuff anyway from your vet. You can buy it from your vet or get a script and send it into 1-800-PET-MEDS. back up just for a sec. Yes, love. The reason you get the snap test is because the dog does have heartworm. And you give them this, it's going to kill all the worms in the dog's heart, and then they're going to have a heart attack. Yeah, the, it used to be that this will definitely kill them if it has heartworm um, or anything like this, heart guard, anything like that. Now it is that if you give it, they might not die, but they're going to get really, really sick. Yeah. So you don't want to give, you don't want to get kill the thing that you're trying to prevent if the dog already has it in their system. Probably so the snap the test made up just to get you in there to do more stuff. <laughs> Regardless, our dogs all tested negative for heartworm, <clears throat> yeah. so they all got it. Then you give this monthly. Um, so that is one thing that I'm unwavering on. The dogs get poison every month in the warm months. Um, I like Sentinel. You can use whatever you like. I just feel the most comfortable with that. Um, so be thoughtful of that. The one thing about these oral things is you have to watch for that MDR1 muta mutation. It's more likely common in herding breeds. I, I know. You don't, don't have to even be a part of this. MDM1 thing? What is it? <laughs> it's MDR1, and it is a big thing. Okay. So um, you need to get your dog tested. Yes, honey. Okay. How about we save the questions for the, <laughs> the segment of the show? I have another question I'm going to call. <laughs> call Jerry back up in Tennessee. Um, so the I did a quick little printout of this. This is from um, Washington State University. So actually, 70% of collies have this MDR1 mutation. So it's important to test for it. Um, it's not as prevalent in other breeds, Australian Shepherds, uh, many Australian Shepherds, about 50%. Border Collies, it was less than 5%. They always, like, they're like herding breeds. Be careful of it. Be careful of it. Not a big thing in Border Collies. Um, Long-haired Whippets, 50%. I thought you said it was prevalent in Collies. What kind of Collies are we talking about? Co like Collie, like Lassie. Okay. Not a Border Collie. No, that would be a Border Collie. Okay. Collie is Lassie. Okay. Um, and nobody else had super high percentages, but uh, like the Windhound, the Shetland Sheepdog, uh, obviously a Sheltie, an old English Sheepdog, a McNabb can have it. So test for that and research that because um, certain breeds can have a sensitivity and then you can have an issue with some of these medications and you have to go an alternative route. So I just want to put that out there in case you're not aware of that to keep you guys on track yeah. with it. And I will say surprisingly, a lot of vets don't know this stuff about these specific breeds. They just treat... Well, 
they, they're getting more aware of the MDR1 stuff, mostly because they want to run the test for it and everything else. But it is something important to treat for. So I have never had a big flea issue. You said Gigi had fleas in California at yeah. one point. Let yeah. me. I had crabs once. Does that count? Oh, for the love of God. This new cigar, <laughs> we got to be careful when he's smoking it and where. Um, we're doing an interview. It's a long with... time ago. Way, long, way before I met you. Oh, good. Um, so anyway, about the fleas, I have never had an issue. Gigi had them. What, what happened when she, Gigi had them? What did you have to do? I gave her a flea bath. We just bought the shampoo. Yeah, Gigi's a little Pomeranian. They also have these little flea combs. Um, if you board your dog a lot, there's more yeah, potential you could get for that. that yeah, kind and of it stuff also it's climate dependent too. Um, and Gigi would go to groomers and stuff, so she could have picked it up there. These little flea combs, um, you can kind of comb through. This is the same thing the vet uses. You can get this on Amazon. See if your dog has it. You want to look along the spine a lot of times. Sometimes under on their belly. The other thing is a, a side that this is great for. Our old employee told us this, you know, the little dogs that get those tear stains that just don't look great even after a bath. If you take this and you do the little hairs there, the coat looks beautiful. Dogs so love it. I, well, it's not that they love around. it, but you look, you're not digging around, but you get those tear stains and you get that coat to look nice. I can't tell you how many pet dogs I sent home and I'm like, oh my God, the dog looks like it's crying. Like I'm wiping, I'm wiping. The dog's getting the soap in his eyes. So these little flea combs also are great for the little tear yeah. stains and the stuff there. Um, you used flies. You had flies out in California. Yeah, this I, was a product. I like had. this product flies off. It's a gel. And I did have a problem with my dogs getting their ear. I, I would keep my dogs outside in a kennel during the day. So the flies would start buzzing around and uh, they'd land on the dog's ears. And So um, what is this, like a salve? It's a gel. Yeah, it's like a white paste. <laughs> oh, it is open. It just it's a white still paste. has the sun. And, um, yeah, so it I would was just something coat that all over their ears. Kind of like what people do with horses and stuff. Yeah, but and if you have dogs that are having issues with flies, uh, this Flies Off is one brand, or you can look for something else there. Yeah, if you have a fly there. problem, they make this in a spray too, but get the gel. The fly, because the spray, you got to apply it a lot. The gel just stays on. It may look ugly, but it'll save your dog's ears and all that stuff. The dogs will not. And that's if a dog is outside, you know for a few hours at a time. If they're just going out to pee, it's never going to be an yeah, issue. Yeah, it's normally not a big issue. Um, and the other thing, I probably should have brought this up really when we were talking about... It really is a horse product, about, though. Well, it has a German Shepherd on no, it, I know. so they that's just put poor marketing. They put different uh, um, the horse, on the The horse one is this size, and this is the dog <clears> size. <throat> yeah. Um, so the other thing that I would urge you to consider is diatomaceous earth. Uh, you have to get diatomaceous earth food grade for what I'm talking about doing, but I've done this previously also. I did it when we had the gravel yard more so, um, but I just take it and I sprinkle it all over the well, yard. Tell us also. what that is. It sounds like some kind of a... You can describe it. You know it better than me. I think it's I just, just a know. shell. It's like a freshwater snail shell or some type of shell crushed up. Yeah. But the way it works is that uh, an, a bug that has a, an exoskeleton, oh. uh, it will stick on the outside of the, uh, of the bug. Yeah. And it will wear a hole in their exoskeleton, and then that will kill them from the outside Doesn't in. Doesn't sound very good from an animal rights well, perspective, know, but no, good I, for preventative. No, I used it for, uh, and a lot of people used it for the, um, what was the bugs? Bed bugs? Yeah, bed bugs. Yeah, That's he, a big his, thing for bed bugs. He had his entomologist hat on there for a moment. He got all buggy with I exoskeleton. I learned way more about them than I ever wanted to know. <laughs> God, those are the days. So that's another thing you can consider sprinkling, and that covers a bunch of things. Um and a bunch it won't of harm different, the dog. yeah. Well, it has to be food grade. So do not, yeah, do not say this. It has to be food grade. If you have the diatomaceous earth in your yard, you don't want the dogs to get on their paws and come in and lick their paws. So get the food grade. It's not that much more, and it does. It is a thing, but a lot of a lot of times it's on like an equine website or something. Now that's a holistic thing that has, is very legitimate as far as killing those those type of bugs. Honey, all of these things are legitimate. You just pick well, and choose. No, some will work and some won't. It depends on. 
the tenacity of the ticks and whatnot. Yeah, but diatomaceous earth works really, really well. So it's a good uh, product to be closing with. And then have some stuff on hand. The other day, I don't know what bit bug. We were sitting around. All of a sudden, my dog's face was yep. getting swollen, and yep. I was not happy about it. Yeah, we gave the dog some Benadryl, which fixed it. But while we waited the 10 minutes for the dog's nose to go down, just wanted to run the dog <laughs> to the friggin' emergency vet. I just I, said, do you think she needs... I, I was a little bit crazy. <clears throat> I was ready to go to bed. I contacted ready, a bunch of people. She's ready to put the dog in the car. Well, this happened one time as an aside before we close with uh, my border collie when she was... I don't My really heart like border collie when I was really young, she had a lepto vaccine and we were playing Monopoly and by the time we saw her, she looked like a Sharpay. So I saw a little swelling on the muzzle and Sink almost looked like a Mastiff. Her lips were swollen and stuff, but have Benadryl on hand. Benadryl is safe for dogs, uh, 25 milligrams per pound normally. And then another thing you can have on hand is Arnica for swelling and everything with bug bites that's a homeopathic and you just put it in the mouth and well, let much, it dissolve in the gums. How do you know how much Benadryl to give your dog? Because if you go on any website, it's a milligram a pound. That's something that is probably happens fairly often because a lot of dogs snap at yellow jackets and yeah. bite them right out and of the And that could have been what happened. We have a wasp issue at home. I don't know if she was bit <clears> by <throat> something or if she was out that day. She was at my desk. It I don't know what happened. happened. If she was trying to eat food off my plate and I gave her a karate <laughs> chop. <laughs> no, it was it was definitely a reaction to um, a bug bite or a bite like that. But we had the Benadryl right there. I've been taking it. I mowed last week. You know, it's just that time of year where you have to be prepared for stuff with kids, with humans, with dogs. So uh, do you have any closing thoughts for our big critter? podcast here? No, I think we covered quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, it, we, you at least should have learned something new. If you're doing what you're doing, if it's working for you, great. Don't change it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But if you're looking for some new stuff and you're looking for um, some alternative stuff, try this. There's no harm in putting Wonderside on a dog that also got treatment of frontline. I mean, well, one thing I would add, uh, since you asked is uh, when you go out for a walk with your dog and it gets a tick on it, usually that tick is almost microscopic in size. It's just yeah. a tiny little thing. You won't see it. So it's not a bad idea to just go over your dog's body when you're petting your dog, just because that's how I find the ticks on my dog. I'm just petting him and then and I'm kind of getting into his skin and just feeling around and all of a sudden, boom, I feel a bump yeah. and I check it. And more often than not, it's not a tick. It might just be something else altogether, something uh, of no consequence. But And a lot of people will them. even brush their dogs after a hike to get those <clears throat> before they even adhere to the skin. Because when we feel them on us... They're not really engorged with our blood or anything else. They're attached to us, but they're not. If they're engorged and all of a sudden, you know, it's getting bigger because they're sucking on your dog's blood. You know what's these, awesome is when you you feel that crawling up your shin and you pull up your pant leg and there's a goddamn tick crawling Yeah, it's up. very reinforcing to him. He has the heebie-jeebies for like a week. Uh, but these tick <clears throat> keys, you can get them a bunch of places. Uh, we keep them on each of our keychains, actually. For the dogs, once they're engorged, I would recommend using that because you can go right to the head and pull it off so you're not like now breaking the tick and blood spattering all over and some of the tick is still with inside the dog. You could use a cigar cutter too if it's a yeah, big tick. Yeah, you are big on the cigars. He's going to probably go shopping here during break, during our next break. We're going to film with a guest in a little bit. We're going to have to regroup before that. No, so I, I think we should extend this for a, an hour. This I know you do, but you're getting a little bit yappy. We're excited to be back. We're longer than normal. Uh, next week, we are going to have a guest on with us. If you need anything from us, you can find us at studio at thecorkydog.com. Good to see you guys. Stay safe out there. It's not over yet. And in the meantime... Keep, Keep it, it quirky. quirky. Take care, guys. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.